Hi, this is David Sweet, CEO and founder of Focus Core Japan. And if you were like many of the APAC leaders that I speak to, you're struggling in Japan to find the right talent. You get bombarded with irrelevant resumes or a lack of resumes altogether. I would like to invite you to discover the power of Focus Core's retained search. Let Focus Core help you swiftly secure top tier talent in this candidate short market. I'd like to invite you to shoot me an email and explore how we're different. And with a 100% refundable trial, we can revolutionize your hiring process today. Now, on to our podcast. Welcome to the Focus Core Podcast. My name is David Sweet, founder and CEO of Focus Core Japan. I wanted to start us off with a couple of announcements. First, please、uh, like、uh, our podcast wherever you listen to and download your podcasts. It really helps us get the word out about leadership and hiring within Japan. And second, Uh, I was asked recently about the music of our podcast, and that was、uh, by a musician out of Philadelphia named Christopher Shannon Davis,、um, who is a wonderful and talented guitarist, bass player, ukulele player, singer, songwriter. He just recently released、um, a new album, and I would ask. That、uh, everyone take a look at him and support、uh, independent artists. I think it's, it's a super wonderful thing that、uh, we all can do is to、uh, help independent artists within the world flourish and、uh, within their business and in their creativity. And now, on to our show, which is about. Looking at business in Japan for APAC leaders and really some 10 guidelines for what makes Japan different than the rest of the world as far as doing business.、Um, I've been in Japan 25 years and have literally spoken to thousands of professionals、um, around the world, done training for professionals. Both here and throughout Asia and the US, about working within Japan. And there's just certain differences and things to keep in mind. And so I made this list in the hope that those who are responsible for helping drive the strategy and ex- executing their business within Japan can thrive. With this knowledge. So, the first thing to keep in mind is that, like every country in the world, Japan has cultural differences.、Um, that seems pretty obvious, but it's good to remember that culturally, Japan is an island. We have a, an island culture. We like to pride ourselves in being different and separated from the rest of the world, from the rest of Asia. And I think. For APAC 
and global leaders working with Japan, it's good to realize that underneath the mindset of Japanese leaders also is that we are happy to be culturally different and unique. And so sometimes that might be frustrating. For example, language differences make it very challenging. But Japan loves the Japanese language and it makes Japan unique. And I don't think that Japan will change that anytime soon. So I think that's it's important to realize that cultural difference, that uniqueness, and the pride of that uniqueness、uh, runs very high compared to a lot of other cultures in the world. Second, long term relationships in Japan are super important. Long term relationships within business all over the world are important, but in Japan, it's a bit different in that. Business partners and customers and employee relationships go on for a long time. And for business leaders coming into Japan who want to move quickly, they will find themselves befuddled. And because it does take a long time to build up this trust, and business leaders coming into Japan need to be prepared to invest time. And resources in building relationships over the, the long haul.、Um, it's not about short term gains within Japan. And for leaders to succeed,、uh, it's very important to understand that. I think I, I mentioned that in another podcast about power base. It just is the way business is done in Japan. The third、uh, is something that I, I like a lot in Japan, which is consensus decision making. Their decision making is based around having consensus rather than an individual making a decision.、Um, this is similar to other countries、um, in Europe, especially. I see this in, in some Scandinavian countries, in Germany, where there's a lot of Measure, measuring twice and acting once. Whereas in comparison,、um, an American culture is very much running and tying your shoes at the same time. It's, so the, the decision making is very fast in, in, in the US culture. In Japan, it's slower because there needs to be consensus and there is a lot of talk. A lot of thinking, a discussion, and thinking through decisions and how they impact short term, long term, individuals, and groups. And leaders globally need to understand that about Japan. The fourth、uh, is also very important attention to detail. If you have done any work in manufacturing in Japan, you will find that attention to detail is significant within this country.、Um, I have a friend of mine who was working in manufacturing, and the, the materials that were acceptable 
globally, we're just less than a millimeter off for Japan. And Japan sent all the materials back to manufacturing to have them redone. Detail is highly valued. And companies enjoy this meticulous approach to quality and to customer service. So if your company is a service-based company, that is also important where there needs to be that time where people are spent saying please and thank you and giving that high-end customer service. So if you are coming into Japan, be aware of those high standards and be ex- be ready to meet those standards because it's a beta product is not going to make it within Japan. The fifth cultural difference is a respect for hierarchy. And this happens in uh, a lot of countries, but in, in Japan, it is very pronounced. There is a respect for seniority and also for age, as well as for um, awards or education. And sometimes it's spoken of, and sometimes it's not, and it's just understood. So business leaders I speak to in Asia are sometimes frustrated that their general managers within Japan may not be giving strong enough guidance to APAC leadership. And the reason is, is that there is a respect for uh, seniority and they don't want to speak out in front of others. Um, And it's that respect for the hierarchy and seniority. So one way around this is making sure, again, going back to um, um, long-term relationships, is making sure to have casual time with your leadership within Japan to build up trust, and then start asking about questions that might be affecting uh, Japan, Japan operations, and how things are going. Um, Number six, Japan has an awesome work ethic. Uh, (laughs) Some companies are take it too much and uh, they have uh, black companies where people work to death. Well, there there is a kind of median where people just work hard in this country, I feel. I think that the Japanese are very serious-minded and known for a dedication and a pride to their work. And business leaders globally need to acknowledge and respect that. And realize that sometimes there's going to be a strong commitment and a lot of hours going on behind the scenes that are never spoken about. And so it's it behooves a, a leader who's watching over Japan to really listen carefully and understand what's going on behind the scenes that they might not be talking about because being able to recognize people within Japan who are, you know, showing that strong work ethic will help your company grow and flourish. Um, 
Japan has oftentimes been seen as one that stagnates, that moves very slow. But I would argue that Japan also likes an emphasis on innovation. Um, I think a lot of people are surprised in in Japan that uh, we are a bit behind in electronics when and innovation of new technology. Sometimes when they see what we do on a daily basis with faxes and other such things as that, but on the whole, I think Japan is very innovative on how they see and do things within business and how they stay along business and want to be part of new technologies and solving solutions globally. And very much so, I work with a German company that loves having their Japanese entity set the standards for what is being done globally instead of the other way around where things might be thought up in the U.S. and then rolled out within Japan. Most things are done innovatively within Japan first because, again, the Japanese attention to detail, the strong work ethic, it just makes sense to have it done well and done right and creatively the first time and then it seems to be able to roll out globally better. Um, I alluded to this already earlier, but Japan's language barrier is a challenge. And I think it goes beyond just the language. A lot of Japanese people may not speak fluent English. We study language uh, English in our school for six years, but it doesn't necessarily mean everybody speaks it fluently. Business leaders working within Japan need to understand that and speak slower, clearer, and take time to allow people on conference calls, video calls, to speak up and utilize their time. Sometimes this is done very well with agendas or allowing people to prepare responses ahead of time. A second thing that I notice... um, beyond language is that that goes back to respect for hierarchy and seniority is that Japanese tend not to be outspoken and confrontational whereas in some countries it's very much welcomed healthy debate is welcomed within an organization within a conference call within a video chat and that may not happen with your Japanese counterparts and you need to be aware of that and think through creative ways to overcome that. Number nine is compliance with regulations. The Japanese follow rules and it's important to realize one, we have like every country different laws and regulations due to labor and tax and business. But there's also an adherence to regulations and rules that are developed internally and uh, a commitment and adherence to these rules. And when a company does not follow them or changes them on the fly, it will disrupt a Japanese operation. 
And so it's very important that before rules are changed, regulations are changed, that that, uh, consensus and explanations as to why the changes are occurring happen before the changes happen. Otherwise, there will be um, a souring and the company will rebel against certain changes that go against the grain. Um, So I've spoke to some leaders who say that's fine, we'll just... uh, well, just those people will have to leave. And I think that's a case of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And it's it just for taking a little bit of time and explanation as to why things change will help smooth the way for compliance and regulation adherence. And the third, the, the final point that I would bring up is a respect for privacy. Um, in Japan, privacy is highly respected. Um, myself in, in the recruitment industry, there's laws and rules and regulations around privacy, and it's taken very seriously by the government. But on even a personal basis, it can impact a business where there is a separation between what goes on at home and the office which might be different to what other uh, leaders are used to. And that sharing might not be what is usually expected in their home countries. Uh, A simple example of this is um, I oftentimes tell companies when they're recruiting that they should have an employee referral program. And... In Japan, employee referral programs, though they're in place, often just don't work because there is a weight that if someone introduces someone else into the company, that that there is this responsibility that for the person to succeed. And if they don't, then it makes everybody look bad. And so this privacy goes so far that people just will not even share things with friends or family about what's going on. So business leaders should really take that into account to ensure to have appropriate privacy policies and procedures, but also to understand that personal information sometimes won't be shared. So there's uh, 10 different uh, things that I've found in my career that global business leaders looking to do business in Japan should keep in mind when doing business here. I hope you've found this helpful. Again, please feel free to share and like this podcast if you have found some benefit here. And as always, feel free to reach out uh, either on LinkedIn or uh, through email and let me know if you have any questions or suggestions. Thank you. Not a